Last night, Jesse Smollett was indicted on felony disorderly conduct for filing a false police report. And this morning, he turned himself into police. And shortly after, we saw a press conference from the police where they unveiled what they believe his motive to have been. They believe that Jesse Smollett orchestrated a fake threatening letter sent to himself. And when that didn't work, he orchestrated the fake hate crime. And the reason he did it, because he was dissatisfied with his salary. At least that's what the police are saying. Now, Smollett is expected to appear in bond court at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time today. This video is recorded around then, so I don't have that information. But stay tuned to my second channel, youtube.com slash timcastnews, because I will have updates. Those videos are recorded later. But first, what we're going to do in this video is go over the latest details on what the police have unveiled in their investigation. And I got more bad news. Another event almost identical to what happened to Justice Smollett has taken place in San Francisco, albeit not as extreme. It has to do with vandalism, not direct violence on an individual. But I'm really surprised to find we're hearing basically another story. But before we get started, make sure you're following us over at minds.com slash subverse, where we've set up a distributed newsroom so you can get involved. We need you to come in, voice your opinion on the new subverse channel and share stories you think aren't getting covered enough. If you want to support these videos, just share them on social media to help spread the message. From NBC News, Jesse Smollett blasted by Chicago police for exploiting city's racial divide for personal gain. The head of the Chicago Police Department accused actor Jesse Smollett on Thursday of staging an attack on himself last month because he was unhappy with his salary on the show Empire. Superintendent Eddie Johnson also said Smollett sent himself a letter containing racist language, and when that did not work, he paid $3,500 to orchestrate the attack. Quote, this announcement today recognizes that Empire actor Jesse Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. Why would anyone, especially an African-American, use a noose to further his public profile? Asked Johnson, who was black. In this image on the left, this is the mugshot that has been released by the Chicago Police Department of Jesse Smollett after he surrendered. They say Smollett, 36, was arrested early Thursday morning, hours after he was charged with felony disorderly conduct for allegedly filing a false police report claiming he was attacked by two masked men who hurled racial and homophobic slurs at him in Chicago on January 29th. Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel released a statement Thursday morning saying Smollett put his perceived self-interest ahead of the city's principles, but it will never trump Chicago's collective spirit. If convicted of the felony disorderly conduct charge, Smollett could face probation or up to three years in prison, a Cook County State's Attorney's Office spokeswoman told NBC Chicago. Johnson said Thursday that the FBI is handling the investigation into the letter. Rob Elgus of ABC7 mentions during the press conference, Johnson says there are phone records the brothers and Smollett talked an hour or so before the attack, an hour or so after the attack, and also when the brothers were out of the country. And in the press conference, Johnson says, we have the check Jesse Smollett used to pay two brothers allegedly involved in what Chicago police call a staged attack. Following the press conference, a man yelled at the police. This reporting from Marcus DePaula, protester at Jesse Smollett press conference. Why isn't the South Side and the West Side and the black community given the same service? Why 24 detectives to this service? Why don't we get the same service when black lives are being killed and murdered on the street? And of course, Donald Trump made a statement following the press conference. He said at Justice Millette, what about MAGA and the tens of millions of people you insulted with your racist and dangerous comments? So right now, it seems like the police were very specific and definitive in their accusation, saying that Jesse Smollett did orchestrate both the letter and the attack. Now, keep in mind, it's been reported that Smollett did give a statement to federal investigators. And if police are saying 
he forged the letter too, he's going to be looking at separate indictments for federal crimes. He may actually, in my opinion, he might see prison time. Many people speculate that he will plead down. Now, admittedly, this video was recorded before his bond hearing, so I don't know exactly where we are in that sense. But I do want to highlight some other stories and comments from the protester. It was interesting to see the protester at the hearing complain about the black community not getting the same resources. But keep in mind, Jesse Smollett is a black gay man. When it was announced that a black gay celebrity was attacked by two men yelling MAGA country, police allocated 24 detectives and a significant amount of resources to solving this crime. This literally is the black community getting these resources. Now, I do think it's fair to point out Chicago has a sordid history with gun violence, and there often aren't police resources to deal with the overwhelming amount of crimes. It's very likely, in my opinion, that the police allocated as much resources as they did because Jesse Smollett was a celebrity and this got national attention. Chicago had no choice but to solve the crime because they were facing embarrassment if they didn't. But in the press conference, as reported by ABC News, Johnson said, we didn't pull resources from any shootings or homicide investigations. This didn't get any special attention. We give every hate crime in the city the same amount of vigor. So at least the police in Chicago are saying this is par for the course. It's the normal amount of resources for a case like this. But many people do feel like Jesse is getting special treatment. Many people who called for justice for Jesse, in my opinion, now should be calling for justice from Jesse, that he should probably pay penance for committing this crime, assuming he did. But another interesting thing happened that I want to make sure I talk about. A story that's almost identical, albeit not as severe, took place in San Francisco. And I can't believe how many times do we have to hear these outrageous stories about violent Trump supporters to realize they probably aren't true. From ABC7 in San Francisco, surveillance catches presumed MAGA supporter vandalizing San Francisco home. This story from just two days ago, in an exclusive interview, ABC7 News spoke with a San Francisco homeowner who said his home was vandalized and he believes it all started after he put out an impeach Trump sign on his balcony. The San Francisco resident prefers to remain anonymous, but said, I kind of feel like the eggs had gone too far and I felt violated at that point. My kids live with me and I thought, what will he do next? He can throw a rock through my window. Let's rewind to three months ago when the trouble began. First, the homeowner received a letter in the mail that said, best you remove that sign or face some consequences. And then it signed MAGA, exclamation point, exclamation point. The sign is located on the second floor balcony and reads, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention, impeach Trump. Then two weeks ago, I got a second handwritten note that was a little bit disturbing. It said MAGA Trump, and with an obscene gesture said F.U. Libby. And this one, it looked like someone had spent a lot of time on it. It was premeditated more so than the other one, said the homeowner. The homeowner decided to post the video of the suspect on the app next door, hoping that someone would identify him. What he actually found were allies. I always appreciate his sign. I just live across the street and I'm fully supportive of his sign. I think it's a matter of protecting free speech rights, said Sarah Warner. Warner is not only supporting her neighbor with words, but she also decided to buy political signs of her own. Now, if he has five signs, he's going to be too busy. He's not going to come after everyone. I think there is strength in numbers, said Warner. Even after several letters from the presumed MAGA supporter, this homeowner is not planning to take down his signs. I have no intention of taking the sign down, said the San Francisco resident. We contacted San Francisco police, and they said they can't comment or investigate until they have an official report on file. So let me get this straight. You live in San Francisco, possibly one of the most liberal cities in the country. 
You put up a sign saying impeach Trump, which is by no means controversial in San Francisco. And a, a Trump supporter living in San Francisco vandalized your home and sent you these numerous letters. I gotta say, it sounds an awful lot like what happened with Jesse Smollett, that Trump supporters who happened to be out in the, in the middle of the night, early hours of the morning, recognized a gay black actor from Empire and insulted him while they happened to be carrying bleach in a rope and attacked him. Now that's severe. We now, it's, it's now reasonable to believe with the police saying Jesse Smollett staged this hoax. He did it because he wanted to make more money. But now we have this story in San Francisco, which apparently is rather old, but now is being followed up on. And it's all just so damn coincidental. Where are the Trump supporters in San Francisco? Why would they want to live there? And why would they vandalize your home because you put a sign up? In almost all of the culture war discussions, it's the conservatives who advocate for free speech and demand debate. They demand debate to an absurd degree. They want to speak. They, want, they don't want to shut people down. They want to challenge ideas. It's just so convenient that someone put up a sign that wasn't controversial and then sure enough got hate mail and then someone vandalized their home. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it at this point. And that's unfortunate because it's entirely possible this is a real Trump supporter vandalizing his home. But stories like this, they're, they're just not uncommon. Now, I don't, maybe that's not fair. Maybe they are rare. Maybe the amount we're seeing here on this map at fakehatemap.com, maybe this is rare compared to how many hate crimes there actually are. But there's a list of 594 fake hate stories. Admittedly, I haven't gone through all of this. Someone sent me this link and I find it interesting. There's another website, fakehatecrimes.org, that has a list of 349 fake hate crimes. But when you hear stories about Trump supporters in San Francisco, I'm sorry, I just find that really hard to believe. And after the Jesse Smollett incident with what the police are saying, they actually have the check that Smollett paid these guys. I'm just not going to believe you. And so, you know, we can look at this map and we can zoom in and see all of these different stories. Apparently, there are some out in the middle of the Pacific, but you can see all of these in California that turned out to be fake, at least according to fakehatemap.com. If these stories so often turn out to be fake, why would I believe this one? And you can also notice where these stories tend to be concentrated. Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Yes, there are many here in southern states and kind of spread out. But is it surprising that very liberal cities have a hate crime problem? I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just not going to believe it. I got a lot of comments from people following the press conference saying, how does it make sense that he's going to make more money by staging a hate crime? And it's actually really simple. He was trying to raise his profile and social justice is in. It is, it is very popular in these cultural left-wing circles to advocate for intersectional feminism and to be a victim. Jesse Smollett used the goodwill of us, of everybody, to try and generate attention for himself. The only problem is he's a terrible writer, and the whole thing was just insane. If Smollett came out and said that some random guy shoved him and punched him in the face and yelled things and walked away, and that was the end of it, and didn't file a police report, people would probably believe him. Instead, he concocted this extremely over-the-top and outrageous story, at least according to police, where he got a letter in the mail threatening him with white powder on it, and then two guys threw a noose around his neck and splashed him with bleach while yelling this, this MAGA country, according to Smollett on Good Morning America. None of that sounds believable. When he involved police, he only made it worse. And another thing that's important to realize, with this letter, there were already federal investigators involved in this crime against Smollett, presumably at the time. So when he got attacked by the two guys, I'm sorry, when he allegedly got attacked by the two guys, which now we, we now believe to be a hoax, investigators were already working on what was going on with Smollett. I have to say, look, 
In the press conference, the police claimed that they were actually bringing the two brothers in as suspects. And it was after they, you know, in the 47th hour of their 48 hour detention, where they came forward, it changed the trajectory of their investigation. I kind of don't believe that, Chicago. I think Chicago police had this idea from the get-go that this was a hoax meant to promote himself. It was a publicity stunt. And there were sources, I don't know if they were in the police department, but many news reporters in Chicago were leaking or reporting, I should say, that sources had leaked information that police believed this was a hoax. All of that turned out to be true. Police do believe this was a hoax orchestrated by Justice Millett. I'm going to have to make the assumption police were operating on that assumption from the get-go. So while I do want to give a shout out to this fakehatemap.com, I also want to make sure I point out we want to make, we, we don't want to fall into a boy who cried wolf situation. Hate crimes are real. And we want to make sure we're always going to presume innocence and be there for the victims of these crimes. The last thing we need is for everyone to start distrusting whenever someone comes forward with a crime. And it's unfortunate because look at that San Francisco story. Yeah, I, I don't believe it now. But I do believe we should investigate. Unfortunately, it looks like that guy didn't file a police report, which is even more suspicious. But if someone comes out and says they're a victim, the police should investigate. Admittedly, sometimes the stories are so outlandish, they shouldn't. But for the most part, if another person comes forward and claims someone splashed them with bleach and yelled, this MAGA country, we should probably still investigate it. We don't have to believe it, but we should do our best to try and get justice for victims. And at any rate, if you don't believe the person claiming to be a victim, do a thorough and unbiased investigation, because if it turns out to be a hoax, you'd want to know that too. But let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Minds at Minds.com slash TimCast. I'll have new videos on this channel every day at 4 p.m. Eastern and more videos on my second channel, YouTube.com slash TimCastNews, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. There's going to be a bond hearing. If there's any significant updates, it will be on my second channel starting at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.